looking at headsets report for total market overview for February across about 15 different markets in North America, looking at total sales and year over year sales growth, a couple other interesting metrics as flower kind of as maybe peaked. You might start seeing that 40% of market share on flower is the norm as is in California and some other places with certain articles like this one from Benzinga saying beyond flower, the future of cannabis. There's other stuff that we're seeing plunging cannabis prices across all Canadian um, product types, regardless of what it is, all of them are dropping wholesale, retail, everything else. Uh, even in emerging markets like Illinois, with sales dropping 15% quarter over quarter after a record breaking 2021. We're going to dive into all of that coming up. It's only entertainment. Welcome back to The Talking Hedge. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your Cannabis Business Podcast. Total sales for California leading the way, $420 million. Oh, There you go. Um, that's down, though. So it looks like the last month of January was an anomaly, whereas all of last year um, saw significant a decrease in sales volume for like the last five months of the year in 2021. Basically, since August, there was a consistent downturn in sales. Uh, and that's been uh, happening with the exception of January. So again, we'll have to see what happens, but it looks like overall sales are declining across the board in uh, just about every single market. With the exception of British Columbia, they made $200,000 more, but everyone else uh, declined. So uh, the headset is going to say that that's because people are going back to normal. They're going outside. They're smoking less, consuming less. The hardcore people are, are not smoking as much or consuming as much uh, product. However, I've, I've been saying that inflation is causing a lot of people to readjust on what they're spending. And I know for a fact with my brother-in-law having to quit entirely that if he had to quit, other people are probably pulling back. So we're lo looking at year-over-year -year sales growth. I mean, we look at this period in time versus the same period last year. It's not so good. Nevada's down 20, you know, 19%. Uh, Arizona's doing half of what they were last year. That's a significant drop. Their year-over-year -year sales growth is only 45, and they're brand new, brand new. So that's... The big, big takeaway from this entire report is that when an emerging market like Arizona is seeing a cutback, this is nothing to do with anything that's normal. I, I don't think that the 100% in Arizona had anything to do with the pandemic. I think that the market was was there. It's ripe. And people wanted um, to go out and try new stuff. The massive drop we saw, I don't correlate that to going back to normal or whatever. I see that as your budget is being smashed by crazy ass prices everywhere. I think that's a huge, huge uh, indicator right there is Arizona. And I, I want to dive into Illinois too, because they've dropped about half as well. California is maybe the exception. They're up 2%. I mean, that's a 50% increase from 4 to 6% uh, from January to February, but they, they, they've definitely stalled, peaked. Um, Colorado's gotten worse, and Washington and Oregon, uh, everyone else is the exception of BC. Um, so we mentioned total sales have increased the year over year by a fraction, though, from 22% to 25 So it's basically nothing. 
I think when you're taking a look at, you know, areas like um, Illinois, that's a, an emerging market, you know, Massachusetts dropping as well, um, Michigan, these areas should not be dropping like this. Maryland with a negative, you know, negative 10%. So it's not normal. San Francisco's taxes, I think, were um, were stalled for cannabis taxes. They kind of delayed those or, or put those on a freeze or something. I think um, Canada's trying to do the same thing, claiming that oh, it must be the the high prices, and that's why people are going back to their going back to their regular dealer, <laughs> their medical marijuana provider, we'll call it. Uh, so, is it the taxes? Um, I mean, people up there should be producing a lot more efficiently. It's $6 a gram at the wholesale level. So if you can't get down to the $1.30 that the U.S. is doing or the five cents that Colombia and Peru are doing, you don't really have any business doing it. Now, of course, I'm talking about the current market right now. Of course, there's going to be a time for somebody to grow something that's really good that people are, you know, that are, they're willing to buy, you know, when I'm talking about um, really good products, you know, regardless of what it is, really good coffee or, um, you know, really good micro brew, whatever you're into, it's going to be the equivalent. But right now, now, these people aren't really producing anything that people want. You can kind of see that um, where price per gram up in Canada crashed 26% in the last three months, uh, 13 months. Canada's kind of hoping that the change in retail taxes might help with the decline through 2021. Uh, for a lot of these prices. So some of the biggest declines, concentrates saw a decline of 35% last year. Vape pens, also negative 35. Capsules saw 20% decline in sales as well as pre-rolls. And then flour was down 16%. And that's at the wholesale and retail level. So what we're seeing right now with the average basket size being uh, how much people spend on average when they go into the store, um, it's dropping. So it was $65 plus in California, which was the delivery fee. And now it's less than 60. So again, to repeat myself, people are going into the stores and spending a lot less. They're going in a lot more though. They're going in over 7 million times in California, uh, versus last year when the price uh, on average was $65. Um, people were only going in only going into California, you know, between 5.8 million times and, you know, 6.5 million times. So they're going in, you know, half a million or three quarters of a million times more often because they're buying less at a time, dropping that price down considerably. Washington state, it's barely 30 bucks in Oregon. It's just under 40. So you can get two ounces for that price in Oregon. <laughs> uh, all these other uh, locations though have have dropped considerably with their average basket size as well and uh, you can just kind of see that on the graph it's either steady or declined um, places like Ontario it's, it's relatively flat just about 60 cents difference but it shouldn't be dropping in Michigan and Maryland Massachusetts Illinois it shouldn't be dropping people should be buying more and more so this this across the board where it has nothing to do with the market very, very indicative to me that this is an economic issue and not a cannabis issue at all. I say that because if you look at the total sales, that can decrease if people are going back to normal and they're not as spending as much, but they'll spend on average the same amount. They might not go in as many times. So you're going to see the total number of baskets decreasing, but that average basket size would have maybe remained the same, even though they're going to spend less throughout the year. So 
that's my reasoning behind it. I'd like to know what you guys think. What are you doing? Are you decreasing the amount you're spending? Why? Let me know. I'm curious. So as I said, California leads the amount of uh, people going into the stores at about 7 million a month, 7.1 million. Uh, that's quite a bit. So right behind them is uh, Colorado. Um, actually, Arizona at 2.6 million, Colorado at 2.5 million. Um, oh, my bad. Washington State, 3.3. <laughs> Ontario, 3.2. I like to point out some of these more rural areas like Saskatchewan, 300,000 people. Uh, Maryland, 400,000. Is that, that can't possibly be right. Is that right? I mean, Massachusetts has got plenty of colleges, but Maryland, why are you only having 400,000? Why are you on the par with Saskatchewan? That's really weird. Um, Nevada, 900,000. I thought, I thought Nevada was popping. Is it are, are, like, is everyone in Florida right now? Are they not in Nevada? That's really, really low. 900,000 purchases. So that's not, not very good. Let's look at concentration. Um, seeing how fast we're going to get to like big bud, if you want to call it like big pharma, big bud, whatever, uh, when the concentration reaches, you know, 90%, then you'll know that uh, there's only a couple of people in the game right now. It's still kind of competitive, um, where, uh, some of the top 10 brands own a third of the entire market in places like, you know, California and Colorado and Nevada, these established places. Um, some other locations that are a little bit weird, like we're not covering Pennsylvania right now at the moment, for some reason, it's not, the data is not available, but um, the, the concentration in places like, Pennsylvania being that it's a limited license store, something like 85%. It's really bad. So I'm going to have to update this slide here, but this is about um, year of the m and I mean, people are saying that this is maybe year of the brand. I don't know about that, but there's going to be a lot of mergers and acquisitions and consolidation in the industry. And so this could be bad. And we're seeing a lot of high prices, a lot of crazy stuff going on. And if there's less competition, there's less reasons to keep prices competitive. Uh, but if, quality goes to the wayside, then it's going to be an opportunity for somebody to kind of step in who produces a really good product that people want, uh, which I'm looking forward to. Consistency is hard to find in the industry. So when you're out there and you're looking at stuff um, and you want to get it over and over again, like I, I love these blunt sticks, three and a half gram panacea blunt sticks for like 20 bucks. That's probably why they're not around anymore. They weren't charging enough. Uh, I'd go and buy eight of those and max out um, my, my limit, my daily limit. Uh, but if it's not available, if it's not consistently, uh, if the product isn't consistently available and the quality isn't consistent, you're going to have an issue. People expect that. And there's going to not, there's not going to be a lot of room, um, for that. Like a lot of people think, Oh, well, it's just available. We can produce whatever. No, nah, they still have, uh, consumers still have their demands and expectations. So, uh, it's, it's not like back in the day when weed was weed and you didn't know if it was sativa or indica and you just kind of got it. It's not really like that anymore, especially with delivery. It's going to be even harder to get in front of people, the e-commerce sales and how do you, um, it, without the help of a bud tender, how you recommend products, how do you get new sales in the hands of customers? 
all of those things are going to affect not only brand concentration, but the amount of, of sales that you're making, um, the average amount of sales that are happening um, will probably all be redistributed through time. When there's no more borders, uh, it's going to be really interesting because there's only going to be uh, a, a handful of big conglomerates, and then you're going to have your local folks. So that will be interesting to see uh, out of you know the cultivars and the terroir that they're growing from and what they're able to produce. Um, we're just not not quite there yet, as everyone's pretending to be a master grower. Um, the amount of, of sales back to the very intro of flour being at 40%. California has that. There's other states too that are already there. I think Arizona, I saw it was like 42%, which is odd. But for a conservative state who likes their vapes and not their pre-rolls or flour or stinky stuff, that's kind of interesting to me. Maybe flour will remain at 40% and the other you know, half or two thirds of the market will be edibles and vape and maybe that pre-roll for at night or whatever, but it looks like flower may have seen um, the, the dethroning. It's not king anymore. It's going to be a lot of more products. Canada rolled out 2.0 and, um, you know, with Europe opening up, and cookies going all over the world and introducing its products and brand and allowing people to kind of see what's out there. Just a lot of people, when I was in Amsterdam, they had no idea what this bong was. They smoke a spliff that's with tobacco and cannabis in a joint. Uh, and they had no idea what any of the apparatuses were at all. They were there for a music festival. I had this bong. They're like, what is that? And I, I thought he was just joking. Like, I'm like, here, man, ha have some. And he literally didn't know how to operate the bong. So I thought he just kind of wanted some free weed. And in fact, he didn't know what a bong was pretty crazy. So all the more reasons to um, get out there, get as many licenses as you can become vertically integrated, have that cannabis cafe attached to the rec uh, retail shop and have ancillary, have education because people don't really know. They kind of maybe think that the pre-roll is the only thing out there that's a really low uh, low, low dollar amount, low margin product. So restaurants don't make money on food. They make money on alcohol. So when you have a pot shop, they're not going to make their money on pre-rolls. They're going to make their money on edibles or, or whatever the high margin product is. So if you want to remain a going concern and not go out of business, you have to find out how to do that as a producer or processor or retailer, or if you're vertically integrated, all of those things, you need to understand the market, understanding these sales and who's buying and when and how and where is the only reason to do that is the only possible way to do that is with data in my opinion with that we're going to roll this one up i'm josh kincaid this is the talking hedge don't forget to like share and subscribe or don't and i'm out don't forget to smash that like button on your way out and check out these other videos that we've got thanks for listening to today's show to check out more great cannabis podcasts go to podconnects.com Here's a preview of one of our other shows.
Infused, a cannabis talk show, is a one-of-a-kind look inside the cannabis industry. Meet the amazing people who make cannabis businesses bloom as they join host Nick with Francesca and Mike for creative cannabis conversations. Get an honest look at the business of cannabis, including trends, best and worst practices, products, education, and advocacy. Whether you're kind of curious or running a cannabis, Infused has can of conversations that count. Infused is available on YouTube and is now streaming as part of the PodConnects Network.